0: Hello people, we are back, we are back, we are back I sound tired man, damn Hey hey It's just, it's it's been, it's been a long while It's been a long week It's technically, well Yes, it's been a long week <laughs> It's quite long, everything Everything is long, everything is plenty, plenty, plenty long How you, how have you been? <clears throat> this is too funny, you see, she just cackled and laughed That's happened, to be honest <laughs> But we're here, we move, how have you been? Um, it was, it was uh, My holiday was nice, that was a bit wild though um, Mostly because it was just like really hellish to get out of dominica okay um i'll go into it in a bit in the episode but it, okay, was just, cool. it was just a very very difficult trip to get out um shout out to liat obviously not shout out to liat because i don't like liat They know me a <laughs> really really irritating airline um, i've actually never heard of it in my life yeah you don't want to fly on liat you, you don't want to fly on liat you often have no choice but to fly on liat but you don't want to fly on liat <laughs> um yeah and then it was really irritating because i couldn't leave my either I'll get into that in a bit. That was also very stressful. That then cost me a lot of money, and it was just like, "Am I ever going to get home?" I'm stranded. So that was actually really quite annoying. But like, obviously, like everything's back to normal now. Obviously, back to work, back to the cold. So I was just like, "Oh, people weren't lying when they said it was cold." I was like, <laughs> "Whatever." And then I was like, "Oh my god, it's actually really cold." It's not kind. The weather is not. It's really not playing.
1: It's not doing bits at all. No,
0: it's not playing. In which order do we do it? Do we normally do Eek of the Week or do we do...
1: We do. We can do Eek of the Week first.
0: Okay, calm. Because I've got can... some questions for you.
1: Uh, oh, for 21 seconds. Of oh, course. Oh, Lord. Okay. Let me see if I can think of an Eek. Um, okay. I think the biggest Eek we've got going on now is that the British... Sorry, the Black Cultural Archives um, are mm. short on funding. Actually, no. The biggest Eek we have, both two Eeks, that dude who's pretending to be black but he's white, and he's from Ireland, and he's, I'll work through it. So basically, um, the Black Cultural Archives, the BCA next to the Ritzy in Brixton, an amazing, amazing venue, please go if you have the chance. Funnily enough, and not ha ha funny, like, oh, okay. Um, Basically, they are short on funding. So it is no accident that I believe anyway, that the same government behind the Windrush scandal is also the same government that doesn't care enough to give funding or provide funding to the biggest Black British archive that we have in this country. And it's gross to be honest because Mm. i promise you if it was a costa coffee or an independent barista shop they'd find some funding to help people follow their you know leaf making in cream dreams but no that's not happening so if you can donate please do check out bca on um twitter um and yeah do what you can to donate even if it's like a pound just something because we need to keep our, our archives alive we need to keep our history alive to be honest we don't know enough about our history to even start to fan the flames but they are doing the work second eek is I, I can't remember what this guy's name is. But he gave himself some like fake Nigerian name. And he said that he believes he he feels transracial and he's more of a, a black man, but he's white. Um, actually, <laughs> someone said to me that they think he's a jacket, which is, I guess, a West Indian term for like a kid that <laughs> actually doesn't... The dad is not their dad. Um, but yeah, that's a whole nother argument. But um, he... <laughs> Uh. It's claimed to be black And I mean That in itself is a joke And Okay um, But where it gets worse Is he then applied for funding In the theatre world As a BM- recipient
0: He's moving like a whole way the Deleasle You know
1: uh, I'm just I'm tired Because I don't understand why Blackness is this catch-all Sticky flypaper But to be white You got like jump through The seven rings of fire And finish Hercules' trials But anyway We move Um the eek on top of that is that Jamelia now said How being transracial is identical to being transgender oh, And at yeah, some that, point that It's like, said. auntie, it's better you should have Just awed your scalp and kept quiet Because that's embarrassing And people were correcting her, she was like, it's the same thing I can't do a brummy accent, but it's the same thing And the fact it was coming out of a brummy accent Made it somehow even more insulting Actually not somehow, the Brummie accent's terrible So yeah, it was more insulting My word. Hate it So yeah, basically that's like three eeks That's like a triple decker of an eek BCA's not getting enough funding Whatever his name is Pretending to be black And stealing said funding When there's people Who actually need funding And then on top of that um, Yeah Jamelia. But just as a rarity Just like The peak of the week And not bad peak Good peak I saw Misty And Arinze Kene Not only is he Handcrafted by God himself Because He's fine
0: Jesus his Christ His mind is fine And his body is fine it's, Isn't it I just Boy is a man
1: I mean, I re- I love and I respect his art, is what I will say.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but Misty is outstanding, it's absolutely amazing. And yeah, hold tight that theatre shit. If you've seen it, you wait, understand When
0: is that it one. on until
1: 17th? Um, it's on until this Saturday. So if you haven't seen it, wait, wait,
0: wait, this this week. Mm-hmm.
1: If you haven't oh. seen it, please see no! it. Tickets are now 52 quid though, so it's a bit peak. I got mine from 24. Oh. Um, but I know that Toby with the Black Theatre Project is doing a giveaway, so Child. yeah, good luck. Um, but I would also say that Nine Night is going to be showing once Misty ends so it's going to be beautiful we have a rollover of blackness and as someone who's seen Nine Night and has also now been blessed to see Misty please do watch and support these artists please do keep you know and I know the theatre is not the most accessible so if there's any which way again using the Black Theatre Ticket Project or you know whether you're going with friends or you're using like websites that sell it to you for cheaper whatever you can do even if you get in the nosebleed seats see and support these shows because the more and more of us that go the more and more of them that are put on and yeah, yeah it's a renaissance period. And we're so freaking wavy. We deserve any and everything. So that's the eek and peak of the week.
0: I did. Okay. Um, so let's get into 21 seconds. Oh man. I knew ta, this... ta, ta, ta. No, you see, you see, she just left it. I knew this was gonna happen. I knew we were not gonna um we weren't gonna do it. Oh, at some point we will actually do it in time. The thing is, I think it's because I don't introduce it properly. No. So don't. she ain't got a clue what's going to happen. And I then don't. she's like, oh, it's too I late. I thought you were warming up to it. <laughs> oh, you see. Okay. So I have five questions. Shoot. Um, I'm going to get all five week. wrong. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So what was the honorific title that West Indian calypso singers gave themselves in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s? Boy, I got it wrong. Was it um, sir, was it Lord? Was it Master, or was it Duke? I
1: feel like it's Duke, but
0: it's probably wrong. <laughs> it's Lord. Um, they often, I, I, from what I, I've read, they did it. Um, that they their stage names were often based on um, English uh, people linked to the English aristocracy. Mm. Um, so uh, you have. Um, performers like Lord Byron, um, Lord Woodbine, um, and one of the most famous um, Calypsonians of all time, Lord Kitchener, who um, was on board the Windrush when he came to England in 1948. Um, And he was really important to the first 5,000 or so um, West Indians who arrived because obviously he gave them a piece of home. Um, And he also kind of showed the... um, the uh how to describe it i guess some of the the optimism at the time Mm. when they were all migrating um with him singing london is the place for me um which he sung live to Pathé news so that was uh, very 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 well known okay so question number two let's see if your patriotic self comes out so what country was oxford university's first black graduate from was he from Sierra Leone, was he from Nigeria, was he from America, or was he from South Africa?
1: I feel like it was America, and I'd love to say Nigerian.
0: It is not Nigeria, and it's not America. So it's Sierra Leone. Oh, shit. No, I didn't mean to do it like that. No. <laughs> oh, she got all right. I didn't mean to do it like that. Oh, I don't mean it. Um, it's uh, Yes, it's Sierra Leone. So it's um, Christian Cole. And in 1876, he graduated with a degree in classics um, and he was the first black person as well to practice law in the English courts when he was called to the bar in 1883. Nice. Actually doing bits.
1: Go on Uncle Cole.
0: Honestly, I was really like, wow, wow. Okay, so number three, how many black soldiers were involved in World War One? roughly? Was it 65,000, 180,000, 100,000 or 110,000? <clears throat>
1: Sixty-five
0: thousand. It's roughly around one hundred eighty thousand. Wow. Um, I should actually clarify: this is actually Black African um, soldiers um, in World War One. In, in World War One, because um, of course at that time they really um, drafted people from all over, as we as we know, um, okay. and obviously these men were um, educated in systems where they thought obviously they were helping the motherland, etc. <laughs> Um, and so obviously they all were like drafted into fighting the world war and unfortunately didn't get the proper recognition or um, respect that they deserved when they were in obviously the army and the war effort and then obviously mm. afterwards.
1: Or they can cop black poppies if you want to uh, yes wear a poppies. poppy but um, support yeah. the memory of black um, soldiers who fought in the world wars. So just Google black Poppy and you can get yourself one.
0: Indeed um okay so who was the first black British in fact who was the first British woman to be nominated for a Grammy Award was it Shirley Bassey was it Jamelia was it Leona Lewis or was it Joan armor trading
1: Jamelia really in that list wow. um Shirley Bassey was it for a Bond song
0: was not it's Joan armor trading
1: I don't know who that is
0: you don't know oh, she was nominated in the blues category she was in the 70s though. So your mum will probably know. Yeah, I haven't got a clue. Your mum will know. She's like a, yeah, like a, a a bluesy singer. Okay. Um. Okay. I think this is right. I think this question's right. Um. Okay. So which woman has the best selling debut single by British artists of all time? Is it Millie Sande? Is it Alexandra Burke? Is it Sade? Is it Gabrielle or Leon Lewis? I might have repeated someone's name there. I'm going to say Leona Lewis. Um, For a debut single, it is not. Wow. Is it Emily Sandé? No, it's not. I believe, for my research... I hope it's Sade, though. I believe it's Alexandra. Well, yeah, I think it is. So her debut single, which was Hallelujah, sold 576,000 copies in its first week, and it sold 1.3 million total in total excluding um streaming nice so um it did that in quite a short period of time it was an x-factor
1: uh, song wasn't it
0: yeah it was the winner's single she had okay um, it was very, very and
1: that silver very, dress
0: very successful Go sis. Sing with Beyonce. Um, that was a very that was that was a very good year for styling on that show i remember the styling was, was, it? Very, was, very, was it? very good Oof, well know. for finals considering because remember like it's not they i don't know if they had the budget I mean, they used waste
1: all that budget on Beyonce. I mean, excuse me, it's never a waste, but they spent all that budget on Beyonce on the show.
0: So. <laughs> Trust
1: me, because it didn't go to styling.
0: Um, well, remember, it was very different though. Like, no, I think now they spend more money on styling, but obviously all In the... In the noughties, the, quality, boy, the, quality, the styling was not a priority The at quality all. Is, is worse. 90s were violent. Um, um, and the thing is, I remember actually with, with a lot of black acts, I feel like at the time, at least on that kind of platform, that you often used to use people sort of more like natural beauty. It was now like they try and make people look kind of garish and pot starry and it doesn't mm, really work. And they just look silly. Um okay, so this episode is all about reconnection and it's all about roots. Um so yeah, I recently went um on a lovely little holiday to see my family um in Dominica, which was like super, 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 super cool. Um and I think the coolest bit about it actually was it was really cool on like multiple levels i think the best thing about i think that the thing i realized most is how because we're also constantly like plugged into stuff mm. there's never a time you can just like switch off like when i uh, kind of was out and about i was just obviously like enjoying my best life it was like super hot it was like 30 degrees um proper tanned it was lit um that's the one thing i also realized as well like how i mean we already know it but like we definitely obviously belong in hot countries, not obviously just from like an ancestral perspective. But I mean, like when you're in like a warm country, like your skin like glows in a way, it just doesn't glow in England. Mm. Even when it's like hot in England and it's like sunny, it's not. It's really not the same. Um, It's kind of like a different kind of heat. So like obviously, you know, in summer, we haven't talked about how summer here is like really sticky. It's disgusting. Whereas like, even though it was like really hot and I was like literally sweating all the time, it wasn't sticky. It was Mm. just very, very hot. Whereas like in England it's like it's really, really hot and really uncomfortable.
1: And dirty, where it feels warming. Yeah,
0: exactly. Cold. Whereas like it was super hot, but there was like breeze. Or if there wasn't a breeze, it was just like obviously like really, really hot, but it didn't feel bad.
1: The air is fresh, you're by the exactly, sea. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. You're literally just finding by sea. So, um but the thing i I noticed uh, in terms of like either social media or work or how we all move is like it was actually really cool to just switch off and not Mm -hmm. have to be like bombarded by content like all the time um or even just like the news like the way i was like listening to the news like um i listened to like the bbc world news service obviously on the radio and then my uncle um I listened to like the rest of the news on like the radio, and it was actually quite cool. But it was also interesting because it was like <laughs> you. Re- I realized actually how much I, like we obviously do rely on the internet. So there was a time when like loads of clips came on the radio, mm-hmm. um and um they were playing like loads of like Mighty Sparrow, and then my uncle thought like he died <laughs> because we <we're>, like <laughs> because like, obviously like they were playing him like nonstop, and I was like, okay, what's happened? But then it turned out I think he's fine. I think he's obviously fine. um Shout out to my Legend Mighty Sparrow. But it's weird, like how sometimes it's just it's a reminder of like how how you can really actually control what information you give to people in that way yeah. whereas nowadays it's like you get an overload of information but then they can your, your thoughts I guess can be controlled by the kind of either the, the kind of content that you're given but just in a different way like like you see like nowadays with mm-hmm. how people either have conversations on social media or the kinds of threads you see on, yeah. on, on stuff on, on, on twitter for example. Um, how all of that can kind of be like thrown at you again and again and again and again and again so that was quite um interesting to know and i think it was nice to just like switch off and just not have to think about like either like certain demographics or anything just like you don't have to think about certain things that are are like negative or not even like negative but i guess they're sort of like distractions you can just chill Mm. um and just like laugh and joke with people that you kind of understand and that are like you um obviously in some way obviously of course there's 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 difference but it doesn't sort of feel um like you're sort of having to like mentally think or move in a particular way so nothing happens to you you can obviously just walk down the street and for the most part you're just minding your business Mm. so that was a, a really really cool thing um and it was just really good to meet like my family and discovering that it's absolutely enormous um and the thing is, it sounds ridiculous, but like you always get told about how big your family is. But then it's literally like my uncle every time I was walking around somewhere, he was like, "Oh, that's your cousin, and that's your cousin." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, so is your family big or is the island small? Combination of the two, but I think it's the case that like a lot of um, a lot of my family are actually in Dominica and haven't left. Okay. So um, yeah, I have like quite a large, um, quite a large family but then also um like obviously all four of my grandparents are from dominica so like that's where a huge part of my family is anyway Mm. whereas for some people they might only have like one grandparent that's from a particular place Mm. or maybe even two so therefore the amount of people that you're related to is obviously going to be a lot smaller whereas for me like the whole family is there so that was quite um uh, a cool experience but what was also mad interesting was obviously then I think it's linked to the country's sort of political history, as well as the population size. But how, because they were celebrating forty years of independence, and then the prime minister walked into like the stadium with his family, and like people were like, you know, you know, you know, like initially, like when somebody like Obama was elected, mm-hmm. and there was like that, 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 like sort of furor, whenever not furor, that's the one word to describe it, A kind of like um, like outburst of like emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and cheering whenever people saw him and his, his family and they are all like, walking out together. That exact same thing happened. Um, and it was so interesting because like my uncle was telling me about like various parts of the issues that people have with the government and obviously like the long-term kind of corruption and bribery that they're doing as well to like get people to vote for them in elections. Mm-hmm. So they know people are, are economically struggling. So rather than trying to somehow like come together and try and improve the island to make sure that it works so that you obviously win elections fairly they're moving very very mad and have like red clinics um where basically like the people go i think i think my uncle said it was like on a weekly basis where people go and they um and they um they basically get handouts from from the the government so obviously they're buying people's favour in the long term so that they'll like literally win like the next election. Mm. Um, and that was quite wild. I was like, wow. And then obviously when he came into like the stadium, like people were like proper going mad, like they're like screaming. And then this guy was saying, oh, like I bet like Theresa May doesn't get that like kind of approach in 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 England or reaction. And I started laughing. I was like, well, no, because like, she's, she's, sh- she's shit. Like it's really funny because obviously if they, you've got a prime minister that's doing like a terrible job in the same way. But obviously he's bribing people and he's lying to people. But then people are going mad. It was just wild. like. And I think it's just a sad way how it's it's obviously because of the population size. If you've got, what, now, what, 50,000 people? Because they used to have a population around 72-ish. Yeah. But they left after the hurricane. You can easily manipulate a significant amount of those people yeah. if you give them either access to particular kinds of information or tell them that like, this is coming and that's coming, we're working really hard, but there's no results. Um, it's kind of easy to do that. And then if you're bribing people at the same time, then it's all it's 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 a wrap. So it was a it was a really nice um kind of like disconnect. Mm. And then obviously like reconnection as well. Um and I think as well, like seeing what it's like to just be in in a place of just absolute wonder in terms of like nature. Um, because the island is like full of hills, but they're like ridiculously forests laden hills, which I've never kind of seen those kinds of hills in my life, like literally just like hills and hills and hills full of like trees and overgrowth. And it was just unbelievable. Like it's the one thing that most people never think of when they think of like the Caribbean or Caribbean islands. Mm. But all of that was was there. Um but no I definitely think that if people do sort of either get the opportunity to try and go to their family's country origin if they can or if they can get like close to it and then try and see if they're getting a local connection into it because sometimes that can be cheaper rather than trying to either like fly direct or 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 do something like that um that can be uh, it, it can be a really really helpful trip for you um in lots of different ways that you might not realize until like you're you're sort of until you're sort of there oh and another thing i learned actually is the importance about um, getting citizenship from your family's country of origin if you can. Because like when people have land and property and they have um, land and property, oh my gosh, property and other kinds of assets, it's actually really important if you're a citizen um, out of that country and you just like pass that same citizenship on to your children, depending on what the country's like. Mm. Um, because it actually helps when either somebody dies or you're trying to sort out, of uh, what land people can take or open, opening like bank accounts is actually significantly harder. Even if your like mother is a citizen of that country, it's actually much harder if you're trying to start out affairs if you're not actually a citizen of that country. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way that this world is going, like get your options after Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Oh, yeah. Um I was gonna say, like, when was the last time you went to Nigeria? Um
1: I went last year mm. with Um, my sisters, my dad, and Pat. And we went for about five days. It was really short. Mm -hmm. Went for my grandmother's 90th birthday.
0: Oh, wow.
1: But in that time, we saw both my grandmas um, and loads of relatives and stuff. And it was nice. I think the very, very first time I went to Nigeria, which was, I think, like 2011, maybe? Maybe even later than that, maybe even 2014. Mm. Um, it was uh, an experience where I was like, oh, I kind of make sense. Okay, I, I get it. I get me a bit mm. more now. But now when I go, it's just nice. It's just nicely family because I'm always envious of people whose grandparents live like down the road or live close by. I don't really have that with either of my grandmothers. So... Um, It was just nice to see them. And I think it was nice to have warmth on my skin. It was nice for my name not to be weird. In fact, it was nice for my name to be like boringly common. Um, (laughs) Like my name is so common in Nigeria. It's literally like John Smith. Um, Yeah, it was just nice. And I guess, as I said, I went with Pat. So as you know, he's like of West Indian origin. I think... I appreciated the diversity of the country so much more, seeing it through his eyes, but also appreciated the similarity in that everyone... My grandmother presumed he was Nigerian until I told her otherwise. I was just like, oh, snap, my bad. (laughs) But Mm. it was just... It was nice. Um, I think going back is always refreshing. It's a bump, though, because BA and Virgin like to overcharge people going to Mm. Nigeria and Ghana. But when you can go... Yeah, it's just... It's good. I think Nigeria is no not a paradise by any stretch. But there are extremely beautiful parts about it. But also the hustle and bustle and the mayhem is part of what makes it kind of magical. Yeah, you have um, that like that, that yeah. the
0: bustle in town. Like
1: there's like a smell that mm. Nigeria has. There's like an energy that it has. It's just it's little things. Like sometimes when I'm there, I mean the, the time I went there was so short, it literally felt like a dream. It felt like I dreamt being there because we were literally there for like four um uh, four n- days and five nights or five mm. days five n- my maths is bad <laughs> um we were there in a flash but what I could drink in from it was lovely it was just nice to just I don't know it almost felt like you can disappear because it's majority black country so like you're not yeah. that important anymore and that kind of feels nice that you're not that important but not in a way where it's like you're maligned it's like you're just Everyone. You're just
0: a normal person. Yeah. You don't have to be like superhuman. You don't have to be kind of like this massive person. And it's so interesting because it's like it's 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 weird, like like I don't know how to sort of describe it. Like where here, like if you kind of you don't have to sort of you know where people kind of, get, they go to, like, Downing Street or they meet, like, the Royal Family? Mm. Where it's like, yeah, if I met, like, the Prime Minister, like, it would have been, like, obviously, like, an interesting experience. But it wouldn't have been sort of like, oh, my God, guys, I've made it. Mm. Do you get know what I mean? Like, people would be like, oh, like, you met them. Okay, that's cool. Like, they would have been like, or some people could have been like, wow, but they wouldn't have been like, you've made it now. In the way that we sort of have with, like, particular kinds of... Um, i guess like authority figures in the uk well not even authority figures i don't know how to describe them sort of like people who people idolize yeah idolize um but it's funny they're not even it's not so much like the aspirational figures they're like people that people idolize um and think like oh once you're there like you've you you know you you you're like in the best place ever um and that was a really interesting thing that I mean, I always you you. It sounds silly. We obviously I know we do it in the UK, but like when you actually go to a country and then if you did that, everyone would be like, "Okay, it's not it's nothing special,"
1: yeah. but like the
0: way that we are, we like frame things in the UK is like so. It's only wild, I think, sometimes when you kind of take a step back from it, or um, or you 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 see how other people see things, and it's really funny. Actually, I had the thing where people um not when I was in Dominica, but I ended up flying. Um, when I left Antigua, I ended up having to go via JFK to get back to London. Mm. It was a very, very wild thing. I'll get into it in a minute. But like, um, when I was talking to this American like host, so hostess on the plane, she was like, oh my God, I love your accent. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, what? It's obviously people have talked about this before, but I never really thought much about it. Like, yeah. I've never heard anybody be like, oh my God, you've got like a really cool accent. I was like, just... Just to start, like standard Yorkshire Lil's no special. But it was wild, like. And then I could understand like the way the, the way she did it was like, she the way she was like, um, really just like, oh my god, your accent is like amazing. I was like, this is really this is a lot, man. Like, <laughs> but obviously people talk about it all the time. But like, um, it's quite wild. But I remember actually funny enough when I was at work and I had to ring a, a call center that was in America mm-hmm. and this woman picked up and the, the facility was in oh i suppose it was in i swear it was in texas and she picked up to the phone i was like oh my god it's so... obviously i think it's the first time on the phone mm-hmm. i spoke to an american and i was like oh my god it's like a real life american mm-hmm. and she sounds just like the tv like it was wild like <laughs> she's like good day sir how can i help you and i was like oh my i was like oh my god like wow um now that was quite funny um i guess obviously they're doing the same thing but just in a much like wilder uh capacity yeah but um yeah, I had like an absolute sort of travel nightmare trying to leave um, Dominica. So I flew with the inter-Caribbean airline, Liat, which is the only route you have in and out of Dominica, unless you get like the ferry from Guadalupe. Um But then if I was going to do that, I would have had to have flown with like Air France. So there was no way I could have got that kind of transport because I didn't. Well it's not that I didn't plan it. Like I just was like, okay, well that Lia yeah, is if you're flying, it's the easiest way. If you go by a ferry, it's like slightly longer, because obviously I think you have to go from here to Paris, and then from Paris, obviously, to Guadeloupe. And then obviously from Guadeloupe you have to get the ferry. So it's much longer. And it's just like, yeah, it's long, CBA. Um But um, yeah, I flew with them and then tried to get out and um, like it rained um, and they cancelled the flight saying like there was poor visibility because they got the last flight out and it gets really dark in Dominique at like five o'clock and they know it gets dark at five o'clock. So why would you have a flight at quarter to six? I have no idea. In a country where you know the airport is next to a mountain so you know something could go wrong if you fly into the mountain and you can't see and you can't land on the airstrip um and then obviously you know in the particular part of the island where they where it is you know it rains heavily mm. so you know she therefore obviously travel in daylight so you can obviously like this is this is the logic you hope an airline would follow but obviously they don't follow it in it so um that was mad and then they tried to be like oh yeah it's not our fault it's not our fault there's nothing we can do about it and everyone was like what and then they try to be like oh we're not sure if we're going to be able to get a flight before saturday bearing in mind this was like the flight was leaving on Tuesday. Mm. So they were like, oh, yeah, we can't get a flight before Saturday. Like, your mom, I'll be like stranded in Dominica for like five days. And I was like, yeah,
1: that's not a bad problem to have.
0: Everyone was like, is this, is this, is this a joke? It's ridiculous because it was like, but the only problem is, is like my flight back to the UK was on Saturday. Uh. So it was just like, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then they said that you have to call back at like five o'clock in the morning and find out what time the flight might be. But we, we can't guarantee anything. And I was just like, you lot, I just, moving very 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 mad but they were casual about it so casual about it and what was wildest was how the the guy when he announced the the, the fact that we might not be able to get a flight until saturday was like grinning he was proper grinning and i was like why why are you grinning like you're giving people the worst news ever and you're sat there grinning like a Chisha cat and people are getting angry and he was just smiling it was wild but then trying to get out of like i got to antigua day late but then trying to get out of there to go back home was even wilder So, I was sharing a guest house with a woman who was from St. Martin. And, um, she didn't speak much English. She only spoke French fluently. Um, and I think she speaks like a bit of Dutch. And um, she basically, um, damaged the car that she took from the guest house. And so the owner of the guest house, who was taking us both to the airport because we paid him to be a driver, yeah? He, um obviously gave her the invoice and she was like popping off about the fact that this can't be this much for the damage and it can't be that much and i never pay this much money and blah 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 and blah 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 and going off and i was like oh my god like i literally was like i've got an hour and 40 minutes to get my flight like like this i can't i can't be missing the flight i can't be missing the flight and then lo and behold by the time she stopped arguing with the guy and got to um got to or we got to the airport like i got to the check-in desk just after they shut it and they wouldn't open it they were like yeah it's shut like you, you can't get onto you can't get onto the flight and i was like you're kidding and they were like yeah you can't so then i tried to see if i could like move my flight and that was impossible because it's one of those flight journeys where if you don't take the first leg of the journey and you know you've got a connection if you don't take the first part of the journey then it voids the whole trip and i was yeah. just stranded in antique airport and i was like i was like what what can i do i was literally just and i was like oh my god so i had to call my parents and then they started like looking at flights and that's how i had to go via from like Antigua to jfk and then go from jfk to london and i had to like do the ESTA form like the visa waiver thing you have to do in america oh, god. it was like ridiculously stressful and i was like in the airport and i was like i've got 10 minutes for this woman to do this ESTA form to run back to the checking desk to drag my bag pop it on pay for the flight and run out and i've got to and bear in mind that the flight was leaving in like 40 minutes so like obviously i was like running out of time massively and i was like oh my god and you know you start to panic because you think like
1: yeah
0: what am i going to do to be able to get out because the flight cost about like 600 quid so yeah it was ridiculous and then the virgin one was like 900 quid this is all one way you know and i was like okay this is what's gonna have to happen okay Okay. Boy, was I was
1: just, just going
0: to sleep in Antigua and call it a day. May I was ready. I, literally, after that, they told me I couldn't get another flight, yeah? I just signed the airport for like an hour and a half. just Almost like, just like low-key rocking. Listen, I would like,
1: take a flight back to Dominica and be like, listen, it is what it is. I'm out here for another couple of weeks,
0: bye. I was really ready to be like, you know, I ain't coming back, guys. I ain't coming back. Especially but, like after I got really lucky, I left Dominica at the time I did because it started raining really heavily and the country's like, like now flooded. So if I'd stayed in Dominica the whole time, I only like left to go to Antigua, like say the Saturday morning. Like I literally wouldn't have been able to leave the country because I had to flitting. It would have been wild. It would have been lit, but it would have been wild. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was just very, 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 very mad. Have you ever had any like mad travel issues in <sighs> Nigeria? Um, I
1: think the that wild- were very,
0: that were very very Nigerian.
1: Mm, I think the wildest thing you get is when, you, when the very very first time I came out of the airport, I went for the passport check-in, and the woman looked at me, and there's two rows. So there's, like, the Nigerian passport row, and there's, like, the English row. So she looks at my passport. Mm. She goes to me, what's your name? So I give her my full name. She laughs. She goes, what's your name? I give her my full name again. She gives me my passport, and there's, like, a group of white people, like, in this, like... um like non-Nigerian resident queue. She went, okay, mm. go stand there with your people. And I was like, cool.
0: Damn.
1: Um, And then when you come out of the airport, you're hustled from the second you inhale that air.
0: Mm.
1: Someone's like, ah, sir, madam, let me just carry this bag for you or whatever. Be asking for 300, 400 naira, which is only like five quid, but still let them just smell that you're a J- JJC, which is a Johnny just come, just come from England. Mm. You can't rest. I mean, the most Nigerian thing about Nigeria is the friggin' visa, what's it, the friggin' embassy. I go into a fight with a security guard before my last trip to Nigeria because I was trying to go to the friggin' toilet and the man blocked me off and so I got into a whole fight. Yeah, he tries to, like, grips me up or something and I think I just lost my mind. And I was like, listen, you grips me up again, I'm going to conk that your head. Was this in Nigeria? No, it's in England. But obviously the embassy is technically Nigerian land. Yeah, yeah. So I threatened to conk him on the head or something I can't remember what happened We just got in some fisticuffs. Um, And they tried to boot me out the embassy But fortunately Obviously my dad is like a friend with someone there I don't know Which is why we're even there in the first place And so I didn't get in that much trouble But I was so pissed <laughs> I was just so pissed Because in Nigerian culture like, They're just very rude They don't really mm. care and I'd already been there for like three hours. I was tired. It was long-winded. I was there with like my sisters and like Pat and we were trying to like sort out our visas and our passports. And it was just taking so much longer than it needed to take. And everything was so much more expensive than it should have been. Mm. It was just hell. I just hated every second of it. So I said, if everyone experienced hell, just go to Nigerian embassy. Because I promise you actual hell is probably better and more organized. Just no. And the staff there literally look at you like it's a pain for them to have to help you. Like they're Mm. not paid to be there. But that's kind of what Nigeria is like anyway. It's kind of like any country, um, south of the equator, like Brazil is kind of the same. Like you go to the post office and they won't have letters or you go to the land house, they won't have internet. All the time I was in Brazil and I was trying to sort out my um, visa to extend my stay. It, oh my God. (laughs) The amount of time that I sat in that freaking queue them to be like come back tomorrow, I just no. <laughs> that was too
0: funny. They did that when I was in Spain. Like there, there was certain there were like certain days you could go to the bank to pay bills. It's like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I was like, what kind of economy is this? You're telling me on Monday I can't pay a bill in the bank.
1: No, nah, you got to come on certain days and at then, certain times, you know. And it was like the the guy in the visa place was even really nice. He was like, you know what, um. You know, if you come in the morning, the guys care too much. They're working too hard. They're trying to find inconsistencies in the stuff you're doing. So come back in the afternoon because they don't care as much. So you're not having to judge what time the good people are going to be there. So you can just get your visa stamped and keep it trucking. now not having to take ugly pictures to extend your visa, looking like a freaking troll. Having to fill out forms in English and really rubbish Portuguese. Like, oh, <laughs> the whole thing was hellish. But I got to live my good life in Brazil for a, an additional like nine months or something. So mm. I can't complain, but it was freaking hellish that whole ordeal. But still, not as bad as Nigerian embassy.
0: <laughs> still not as bad. No, that's, that's actually really quite funny. Yeah, that's really. I think it's really common in countries that um that are very hot. Like, people just move at a mad, slow pace. It's like I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. And they always
1: have the most bureaucracy. I don't understand it.
0: This is the thing. Like, it's always proper, proper. Like, their forms. Yeah, but you know you're not reading it, like. Or you try to track people down to do something really official you need to do. And it's like, oh, he's not here now, but he might be back soon. I was like, what? Come when on. is
1: soon? I don't know. He said Thursday last week. so.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. It's actually funny. My uncle, my uncle was um legend. He was just really, like, uh, I literally just very quintessentially, like, very quintessentially, like, and, Um And he's a bus driver, so it was lit. So I got through, I went around, like... The majority of, like, the the kind of, um, like, area around the capital, Roseau. Mm. And that was, like, really cool. Um, and then I ended up going to, like, a private party because someone that like, he knew. This is a thing. He's probably, like, mad well-connected, but it's really cryptic. So it's just like, oh, yeah, when you get changed today, make sure you just go because we're going to a party. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, when? <laughs> yeah, we're not coming back here. So, like, when you go out, make sure you win your go clothes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, mad cryptic. But it was lit. Like it was actually like a, a proper uh, house party. It was actually lit.
1: Uncle I wouldn't mind.
0: My uncle is like sixty five, so it was, that's what made it even funnier.
1: Uncle knows how
0: to party. The uncle knows how to go off, and I'm pretty sure he's also a sugar daddy. Listen, gotta
1: help the economy somehow.
0: Listen, I'm pretty because he was like, "Oh, that's one of my little girlfriends." I was like, "What?" And I looked at his girl, and I was like, "I was like, the, one the age difference, two there's not really any connection between you, but you all seem to be bringing things." I was like, "He's a real sugar daddy." I was like, "Okay, wow." <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" Because on the only donated Eddie and I started like smiling. He was like, "What are you smiling at?" I was like, "Oh, nothing." Like, just a, a joke a friend told me. But I was actually like, "He's actually a whole sugar daddy, <laughs> a whole sugar daddy." Grand uncle. I was just like, "Okay, wow!" Because I literally I remember like he someone asked him, "Oh, like, hey, you have a new girlfriend?" He's like, "I don't have one girlfriend. I have five. I was like, Tch. "I was like, no, they're trying it everywhere." <laughs> literally everywhere. This is also how you know they're West African because they're trying it everywhere. Like, it's the same way. Diversifying his portfolio. Me, but. No, it was it was um it was lit. It was very, very lit. And I think that's just the thing, like you can just have a lot of peace mm. in with your with your roots anyway. You you sort of can't hear, even if you want to go on holiday or something, like it's really not I don't know, it just feels like there's a like a lack of serenity. Mm. Um and that's that's what I would probably say for like you know, know thyself, what I've learned is like it's really good to like switch off and probably switch off where you're like completely unconductible, like mm. off the grid completely. Yeah, Um, yeah. it does a lot for your like mental health and just um being able to like be at one with yourself in nature Mm. you just get to relax and be calm and you see i'm very very zen so yeah that's
1: a good know thyself i think (coughs) it's a
0: very good one but um yes we will be back next week we'll be like um with more eeks of the weeks and more history and obviously more banter. But we hope something up. funny will happen within the next week.
1: Oh, um,
0: God. <laughs> we hope something funny will happen in the next week. We're just very zen today. Very, very zen and very, very chilled. But we hope you all have a good week. A Make sure you like week. Join in the conversation as usual. Um, spread love and joy and all that gushy stuff. And it's Christmas soon, so cheer up, people. Cheer and up. if
1: you work in retail, it's Black Friday, so prepare for hell. It's in, like, what, 10 yeah. days? Yeah Buy that flat screen TV You don't need
0: Yeah that's the thing That's happening in the UK innit?
1: not it Good actually How do you need a new TV Anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> But we are off We'll catch you all soon
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye Bye